Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on an underdog mindset always wins. Now, who's going to be dropping these value bombs? Dean Graciosi, because he knows how to create success. From extremely humble beginnings, he started with a firewood business in high school to a collision repair shop, and then his first real estate deal before the age of 20. And from there, he went on to create a multi-million dollar real estate business and became a multiple New York Times best-selling author. And today, Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about what it means to have an underdog advantage, the baby effect, and this phrase that I love, they had resources, but not resourcefulness. You're going to want to stick around for that. And Fire Nation, our main call to action today is for you to check out all the amazingness that Dean has put together for us on this book, The Underdog Advantage, and his killer free plus shipping offer, eofire.com slash underdog eofire.com slash underdog to snag this limited time offer and as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors we'll dive right in looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple fast and smart that place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels supports you from day one through day 30 to help you get your funnel live in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Dean, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? Dude, it's so good to be here. All right, something interesting. I was trying to think of something light because I can always talk about something deep. Is uh, when I was younger, I was able to drive bulldozers and backhoes, and it felt like it was like big Tonka trucks. And to this day, I will literally drive by and see a bulldozer or a backhoe or like a big truck. And I want to go get in it. And any chance I can, I drive a bulldozer. Dean, have you ever <laughs> watched the show Gold Rush on Amazon? I haven't. Dude, it blows my mind. Like I don't even have that history that you have that you're talking about, but I watched Gold Rush and it truly brings me to my core. It's, just, it's about a family from Oregon that just goes up into the Klondike with backhoes and bulldozers and all the nine yards. They're just digging like crazy. And they just <laughs> dig, bro. And they're just, they're just searching for gold. And I'm like, that is, there's something so innate about that. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So there's a guy I do business with. The guy used to be like, uh, CEO of um, uh, Verizon before it was Verizon, right? Guy retired with a lot of money. He's got this um, uh, whole, uh, I guess it's called a ranch up in Northern Arizona. So he invites me up. He wants to do business together. Great guy, full of wisdom. I'm learning so much from this guy. And he's telling me the story, how they started Verizon. And they went from, you know, uh, telephone poles to satellites. He's telling me all stuff. And he asked me something about uh, bulldozers. And I'm like, I know how to drive one. And the guy called me out. He's like, well, I got two of them. And he had these two big D8s, which are those big monster oh, big ones boys. that you drive by. So he walks outside. He's like, so you know how to drive it. And he threw me the keys. And I have to tell you, they're so big, you can't even see over the hood. And I got so lucky. And just we dug a stream. We dug a thing. I got done. And <laughs> it really made business go easy because I think he thought I was bullshit. 
So anyway, that was a, that was actually a fun time. Fire Nation, you literally never know what's going to give you an underdog <laughs> advantage. I mean, Dean, how was that segue there? It was so perfect because you literally just built a connection with that person was something that you never thought was going to be a way to build a connection. Not a million years. And boom, there it was. You use it to your advantage. And Fire Nation, as I mentioned in the intro, we're here today to talk about your underdog advantage and an underdog mindset and why you will always win when you adopt that mindset. And there's no better person to talk about this today than the person who has literally wrote the book on the unfair underdog advantage. And that is Dean Graciosi. So Dean, let's just go back historically. Who are some of the most iconic underdogs of our time? So for me, I geeked out when I was writing this book because listen, Uh, I know your story, John Lee. I love your story. You know a little bit more about mine because we've been able to, you know, become friends and know each other outside this. But if you think about all the successful people we know, we admire, when you dig into their past, massive underdogs, right? They weren't supposed to make it. Either they didn't have the education or didn't have the money or didn't have the family support or they lived in the wrong area or, or not wrong in the right address, right? But when you really dig in, and when I obviously when I was doing the research for this book, I dug into the to the like the the deep underdogs we all know. So for me, one I really loved was George Washington. No matter where you are in the world, everybody knows George Washington helped discover and create and fight for America, right? For its freedom. But I, I geeked out and read a bunch of books just on him. One of them was 42 hours long wow. of a listen, right? And I have to tell you, it's one of my favorite books of all time because it's it's this magical story of the underdog, right? The underdog is not heard. Uh, it, they're underestimated. Everybody tells them they can't or they're a dreamer. They don't have the resources. They don't have all the pieces. Then why do we have statues of George Washington everywhere? So let me just, I want to share a little bit about that story and, and please, you know, stop me at any time. But I love the fact that from when he was a little kid, George Washington He was the fifth child. By the time it got to him, there was no money left, so they couldn't send him to school. And then his dad died. So he's the only one without a college degree. So he had to figure out a way to be a surveyor on his own, right? So it looks like eh, being an underdog, you know, he's got to go figure this out on his own. Then he gets a little older, joins the British Army. And since he's American born, he's like the you know, the, the, the outcast. So they don't let him in the room. They pay him half the wages. They give him the worst assignments and they never let him make decisions. Simple as that sounds, those fundamental things without an education, he found a way to, to go to another level with them, not letting him in the room and underestimating him and thinking he wasn't smart and not having a college degree. He found the power of he, you can't right? some people hear you can't enough and they decide not to. Underdogs who transmutate that that energy, they get heard, they get told they can't enough until that becomes their power, right? So long story short, when he had the chance to get back at the British, uh, you know, the British army and go against them, he had all this hidden power. They never saw him coming, didn't have the assets. Long story short, I know we all know George Washington, you know, cut down the cherry tree, which he never did, and uh, help, you know, make America free. But here's a part that I, I want to share that really hit home. He was just this underdog on every level. And now he's got 3,500 troops. And he's in New York, and or, or 35 to 4,000 troops. And the King of England says, squash these rebels make an example of them. He sends, they send 30,000 of the best fighters in the world. 10,000 were hired Hessians from Germany, the best fighters that existed at the time. 30,000 come over to fight 4,000 
Americans that are 16 to 60, half of them don't have shoes. They got enough bullets for one shot each. And they just wipe out George Washington's army. They, they kill a third of them, some desert, and they take Long Island, Rhode Island, Staten Island, all of Manhattan. And if you don't know the end story, John Lee, you say, it's over, it's done. If, if I wasn't living in America, didn't know the ending, I'd say this guy's getting squashed. But here's the thing, and, and I'm, I hope this example really comes through because it meant so much to me. He gets his butt kicked and he's racing across New Jersey with a couple thousand men left. And he is literally at his last, like back up against the wall, which underdogs perform so well when they know how to trans, you know, transfer that energy. And that's when he writes, you know, freedom or death or liberty or death, right? And with the Hessians on Christmas Eve and the British army uh, kind of celebrating Christmas and saying there's no way that George Washington would ever attack us, George Washington takes these so-called disadvantages, being underestimated. He would never do that. Being told he can't. He's not smart enough. He doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have bullets. He doesn't have gunpowder. He doesn't have the men. He doesn't have shoes, for God's sakes. So all those things that they underestimated on, they relaxed. And that's what I would say. Sometimes people that have privilege, people that win lotto, people that have trust funds, they relax because they have privilege. They don't have to fight for it, right? They relax. On Christmas Eve, he crosses 3,000 men across the Delaware in the middle of the night. And these 3,000 ragtag men take 10,000 Hessians in less than 45 minutes. They take their clothes. They take their guns. They march up to Princeton and they win battle number two, beginning of a seven-year war where, well, we know the ending. We're not drinking tea and speaking with a British accent, (laughs) right? And those type of stories are in every single person who's transformed the world, right? They don't make statues of critics. They make statues of the misfits, the underdogs, the ones that told they can't, the ones that are told they're dreamers or they should get realistic. And I just looked back at my own life, John Lee, and I looked back at, at, while doing all this research, and there was a common thread. The most successful people were the underdogs, and they learned how to transfer that energy into unfair advantages, and I just wanted to build a framework around it. I went back through my own life of 35 years and of being an entrepreneur. I'm like, how did I transfer this into power where nothing could stop me? Anyway, I, I hope I didn't digress too much into that story. I just love it. You really did not digress too much because that's a perfect example, Fire Nation, of somebody who everybody counted out, and then guess what? Just because they counted him out, that's why he was able to turn that into his advantage. And that painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware, I mean, that is just one of the most iconic renderings of the Revolutionary War. And Dean, like you're talking to an American studies major, so like I love this stuff. And and I have to tell you, I know that painting from when I was a little kid, but I never... I, I don't know how to say this. Maybe you did because that's your major. I, I never looked through his lenses. Like while I was listening to this 42-hour book, I was picturing sitting, you know, across the Delaware in the middle of the night with icebergs going and through his eyes, this guy's going, this is it. This I got to go after it, right? Like it would have been so easy for him to say, hey, I don't have ammo. I don't have support. The, the, the parliament thinks I'm crazy. These guys are stronger. They're the number one army in the world. They got all the, they got the, like he had a million reasons to raise the white flag, but he had one good reason to say, no, I'm going to show them. I'm going to prove to them. I'm going to stay steadfast. And, and that's what I want to hopefully get in people's hands that we, and again, cut me off anytime you want, but we're, we're born with certain assets. But besides that, I think our struggles, our failures, the hard times actually craft a superpower that I want everyone to be able to like pull their shirt apart and see the little S on their t-shirt. And that's what I hope to do. You know, I, in a moment here, I want to share a, a personal story. What 
that transformed my life of unlocking this superpower that started from being an underdog. But I want to I want to throw it back to you for the next question because you're always way more organized than me. <laughs> well, I want to keep talking because, I mean, it's the personal stories that always resonate most on these interviews. There's just the connection, the intimacy, just the genuineness that comes through, Dean, is so, so powerful. But the reality is this, and I mean, this is just the next step in our progress here because a lot of people are listening. They do have those superpowers, Dean, but they're afraid to even try to look under that shirt because they're born on, let's say, quote, unquote, the wrong side of the tracks. And I mean, yeah. let's be honest, not everybody was born into success and privilege. And that's exactly why you sat down, created a success roadmap for those people like myself, like you, who are not born in success or privilege, but we still found that roadmap and we got to where we are today, where you and I just a couple of months ago hanging out with Tony Robbins in Fiji, four days, epic times, you know, with the other amazing people, because we found that roadmap. And that's what you've done now is you've created the success roadmap. Tell us more. If you think about this, John Lee, like I said it before, but I'll say it again. If you think of people who win Lotto, the majority of them go broke, right? People with trust funds, they usually don't really create anything new. I just know a lot of people with trust funds and they struggle their whole life. You think of people who raise a lot of money for a company that they really don't put skin in the game and a lot of those companies go out because they had, they had this, they had resources, but they didn't have resourcefulness. And what if God, the universe, whatever you believe, your maker, gave you the struggles, gave you the obstacles, gave you this underdog uh, kind of lifestyle, because it was actually designed to give you the resources to be strong enough to go right past those with resources. I mean, think about Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, massive underdogs. If you like sports, you know, look at Michael Jordan. I mean, wasn't supposed to make it, right? How did they shift that and make it their power to go right past everybody? And here, here's what I want to share. This is a personal story, and I, I hope this helps, is when I was about 12 years old, my mom had got married uh, for the third time to a guy named Lenny. Great guy. And I'll, I'll make this story short. But I, I lived in the cul-de-sac. I had a mongoose BMX bike. It was the most comfortable I've ever been. I had friends. And it was awesome. But my dad was so upset from my mom and dad's divorce, even though it happened when I was three. He literally couldn't take it. And he was losing his mind. And my dad was kind of two different people. He was a really violent, angry person that would fist fight with people. And like his rage was... A 10 out of 10. And he was also this guy who taught me how to fish and took me hunting and was this great dude. It was both these guys. But at this time when I was 12, John Lee, he got really like, it, it was out of control. So much that at 12 years old, I, I came home from school a couple of days and I was throwing up blood. I had a bleeding ulcer. I was so scared. And, and his rage would really freak me out. Like it would make me shake. It wouldn't make me mad. It would make me shake. Some people, you know, anyway, everybody's got their own thing, right? But I'm telling you this for a reason. So I made a deal with my dad. I'll move in with you. If you'll, if you'll just be like, leave my mom alone and, and really like try to calm down. So I move in with them and I got these two dads that I'm getting to know even more. Cause before then I only lived with them every other Sunday. So now I realize I'm, I'm learning to read his emotions before he does. And by the time I'm 13, John Lee, I could see my dad. I could feel him intuitively in my soul and my heart. And I knew how to empathetically and authentic, off, you know, uh, real and raw, keep him on the side of the greatest dad in the world and not let him go down the violent, rageful guy that gave me an ulcer, right? So you think, man, 
that could have been my anchor. Like I had this dad that was crazy. He'd fist fight everybody. He'd scream. He'd yell. He'd cause chaos. He'd get arrested. He'd get, like all this stuff. His brothers, his 10 brothers and sisters didn't talk to him. His parents didn't talk to him. His ex-wives didn't talk to him. I, I, it's a good reason to drink. It's a good reason to say, you know, he's never made more than 30 grand in his life a year. All those things I could have used as the thing that held me back because I was one part of being an underdog, right? But I look back at my life now the reason I'm successful, the reason I'm talking to you, the reason I'm a multiple New York Times bestselling author, that I have thir- I built 13 different companies, that I could speak on stage in front of 15,000 people and light up the world, the reason you and I were in Fiji with Tony Robbins together, you know why? Because that was a gift from my dad, maybe God, because now I can go up on stage and I can feel what 15,000 people need and I feel I'm authentically sharing from my heart, from my soul. I could get on camera with Tony Robbins when we did KBB and it was the biggest launch in internet history because I felt what people needed. I wanted to serve them. I wanted to, I wanted to give them everything they needed. And I learned that because I had to. Well, I felt like I had to survive when I was a kid. Now, that's just one silly example, but that crafted me and made me, created a superpower in me that not many people can match, but I had to know how to unlock it. And what I want, I want is I want the world to know that they have these superpowers because so many of you are walking around with the damn S underneath your t-shirt mm. and you don't know how to unlock it. You don't know how to open it. And some of you are doing okay. Maybe you're not an underdog anymore, but guess what? You need the underdog mindset or life's going to be, life's going to eat you up. Competition's going to go by you and you'll feel left behind. You can feel my passion for this, but I've felt like an underdog when I had dyslexia and didn't go to college and didn't have money and no one had faith in me. Like all of those things, I look back now, John Lee, I'm like, thank God you gave me all that. But most people don't know it. And that, that's why this cry, this call that I want everybody to have this book in their hands. They had resources, but not resourcefulness. Fire Nation, if that doesn't give you shivers and really get to the core of everything that we're talking about today, I mean, literally nothing will. Because I'm telling you right now, those people who don't take the opportunity to become resourceful, you are depriving yourself of the greatest gift we can give ourselves. And I can tell you, I look back all the time and I say, like, what is one reason why I am just so satisfied and so happy and so proud and everything that I built and accomplished? Because I became resourceful at 32 years old. I took my military time, my time in corporate finance, my time in commercial real estate. I took all of those learnings and experience and education and I turned it into what has now been for the last eight years entrepreneurs on fire. That is the resourcefulness that I was able to build. And Dean, I mean, that phrase that you have, I mean, they had the resources about the resourcefulness. To me, it says so much in so few words. And Fire Nation, if you think we're even close to being done dropping these value bombs, you have another thing coming because we're going to be dropping them as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. We're all striving towards different goals. Maybe your goal is to get out of debt or quit your job or take your existing business to the next level. Regardless, you're just one funnel away from accomplishing your goal. And with the one funnel away challenge from ClickFunnels, you can get that one funnel live in just 30 days. Here's how it works. Join the one funnel away challenge at eofire.com slash funnel. Every day you'll receive a mission to complete, each mission being a step in the process of creating, building, 
building and launching your funnel. Get ready to rock your funnel with a trifecta training approach, daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. Complete the task given to you every day for 30 days, and by the end of the 30 days, you should have a funnel that is live and ready to generate leads and sales. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel and get daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. That's eofire.com slash funnel. These days, there are so many tech improvements that make our lives easier. Let's take hiring, for example. Hiring used to be hard, posting to multiple job sites, combing through stacks of resumes, but today, hiring can be easy with ZipRecruiter. No one knows this better than Talia Goldstein of 3-Day Rule, an online matchmaking service. 3-Day Rule was rapidly expanding, and hiring, especially for a specialized role like matchmaker, was challenging. There are a few ways ZipRecruiter helped. One, they send jobs over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Two, their centralized candidate dashboard make it easy to receive and review candidates and their pre-screening questions allow them to hone in on qualified candidates quickly. By using ZipRecruiter, 3-Day Rule was able to increase their staff by 30%. Talia says, we just launched our 10th city. We have 15 cities to go. I know that ZipRecruiter is going to be there to help me find the best matchmakers across the country. And right now, you too can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com dot com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Dean, we're back. And as I teased before the break, we all are underdogs in different ways. I mean, in different ways, we're all underdogs. So how is being an underdog, how can that be used to our ultimate unfair advantage? It's leverage for everybody. Like if I look through, if I look through uh, the chapters, right? There's chapters. You, underdogs have nothing to lose. Underdogs can use the power if you can't. Underdogs act fast and improve quickly. Our underdogs are relentlessly resourceful. But th- take, for example, chapter seven is underdogs turn desperation into persuasion. When I think back of somebody, I got the chance to meet uh, John Paul DeGiorgio, who started Paul Mitchell, right? And Patron Tequila. This is a guy who at tw- early 20s, his wife spend all the money, tells him she's leaving him, hands him their two-year-old child, and is done. She walks away, finds out that the apartment wasn't paid for, there's no money, he's living in his car with his baby. And this is a guy that took that power, right, and turned that desperation, and not that everybody's that desperate, most people listening aren't that desperate, that's okay. But you might be desperate to get out of a corporate job, you might be desperate to take a company that's been making you a hundred grand a year and it's time to get it to a half a million a year and you're desperate to do that. Maybe you're desperate to just spend more time with your family or be a, the dad or the mom that can be at every game and pick your kids up from school or desperate to finally work on yourself and work on personal growth. So desperation comes in a lot of different ways. And I'm not afraid of desperation. I meet people that want more and they go, yeah, but I should be blessed. Yeah, you should be blessed, but you should also be desperate because what you're doing sucks and you don't like it or you wouldn't be striving for another level. You wouldn't be stressed. You wouldn't be popping Xanax twice a week or taking Valium. Like feel the pain of inaction. Feel the pain of the desperation you want to go to another level. But what I've seen with all my studying and looking in my life, John Lee, is underdogs take that desperation and turn it into pure persuasion. And it comes differently than like a sales tactic. And I don't know how to explain it, but if you look at um, John Paul DiGiorgio, he started, he's making enough money by 
persuading people to buy uh, um, um, encyclopedias door to door while he's taking that money and trying to start a product line, a hair product line. Somebody who's not a cosmetologist didn't go to school for it, but he used his persuasion, his, his desperation, turned it into persuasion, sold enough encyclopedias to get momentum. Then he started selling his hair products door to door, persuading people why his is better. And I, I don't want to say the rest is history, but the rest is history. One of the wealthiest men in the world. And I watch this from the Richard Bransons to the Sarah Blakely's. You name it, you can see where this desperation to go from one level of existence, one level of impact, one level of income to another, or desperate to get out of a really crappy situation, turned into authentic persuasion that allows people to get yeses. Get a yes for someone to finance your company. Get a yes to the promotion if you want to stair-step your career. Get a yes to, you know, people buying your products, buying your service, buying your books, buying whatever it is you want to sell, watching your podcast, going on your Instagram account. And that little fundamental shift is, that alone is a game changer and a stair-stepper. Now, the cool part is, I, in the book, I give the high level and then I bring it all the way down to tactical and then I give a challenge at the end of each chapter for them to just go do. And uh, I think that's, I think it's what makes this, this book really stand out. And I think it's, it's my favorite book so far. I feel like every time we talk, Dean, you come up with two, three, sometimes even four just phrases that I'm just like, how does this guy come up with this stuff? I mean, this is just so perfect in Fire Nation for this specific topic we're talking about now. It's about turning desperation into persuasion. And these four words are so powerful. And Dean, one thing I think you know about me, but probably not in this much detail is the very first 2000 episodes of Entrepreneurs on Fire, I did in 2000 days, 2000 episodes, five and a half years, wow. didn't miss a day. But the point of this is every interview, I asked the exact same question during the interview, which was, tell me your greatest aha moments. And so my guests would step back and they would tell me, Dean, their version of their aha moments. And it yeah. was great. But there was a side comment that I noticed that came up too often to be coincidental. Like it was just too often. And it was this. They had just had a baby. Now, again, not all 2,000 people by a long shot, but I'm just saying <laughs> it was just like two out of 10, three out of 10. People were like, just like, yeah, we had a baby. And then they would go and tell their aha moment. And I was like, wait a second. Okay, they're telling me all these different aha moments, which are great in these different interviews, but the one consistency I keep hearing is they just had a baby. And what did that baby do? That puts their backs against the wall. That put them into desperation mode because guess what? Now making 10 outbound phone calls for a sale is a lot less scary than not feeding your baby, than not putting oh my shelter God. So in clothes. True. Isn't that so true? So now these people were having their aha moment, Dean, because they were so much more scared about not doing what they needed to do for their baby than they were about doing all the things that were holding them back before. So I started calling it the baby effect. And for me, when you said turn desperation into persuasion, it was like... That's so it. They turned that desperation into persuasion, that persuasion into the aha moment, and then they won. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, right, nothing changed externally. Like there wasn't a, maybe a new president or the economy shifted. Nothing. Or like nothing changed externally except this internal shift of now I must, right? Before I should, now I must. And and if you think about that, if you're uh, listening right now and you feel like maybe you're not, I'm not an underdog anymore. My children are definitely not underdogs. They were born into privilege. But if there's one thing I could teach my children, uh, John Lee, it would be to have an underdog mindset. I work on that all the time. I mean, let me just 
I'll be completely transparent. At this phase of my life, I'm 51. I'm having a new baby. Got married. You know, you know my wife, uh, John Lee. I'm so excited. She's six months pregnant oh, awesome. today. Like this could be a time in my life that I could check out. Well, you know what? I'm just going to be a dad and a good sail husband off into the sunset. There goes Dean. The <laughs> but I have to tell you, like I approach everything I do, and I think you already know this about me from the time we've been friends now for the last couple of years. I approach everything with desperation. Like when Tony and I were going to launch KBB to the world and help fix a broken education system to create a movement to help make self-education a new norm, I approached that with almost like desperation that it wouldn't work. I didn't take for granted that Tony's been in it for 40 years and I've been in for 24. I took none of that for granted. I legit approached that whole new company, that campaign, as if I was a complete underdog, that people were telling me it wasn't gonna work, that they didn't see me coming. The way I write this book obsessively, like I wrote the underdog book like an underdog, right? Like desperately wanting it to be the best book on the planet and desperately now wanting to get it in a million people's hands so I can help them. In Fire Nation, my team made the comment as well, like back during the KBB launch, they're like, man, like Dean just says, hey, John, what time works for you? Let's jump on an interview. I'm gonna get Tony on your show. Like you were just working like a madman because you had this like passion to just, hey, I know this is going to work, but I know to for it to work, I need to make this work. I need to turn a form of desperation into persuasion, and you just took it to that next level. And of course, the rest is history, as we like to say, because you had yeah. the biggest launch of all time, not just by like, oh, he beat it by like a couple hundred thousand dollars, financial. he beat it by millions and millions of dollars. So we're talking to the individual who was able to put all this together, and you'll be hearing, Fire Nation, in a couple months, how we're going even bigger and better. So definitely stick around for that. But that's not our focus on today's episode, which is all about the underdog advantage. And Dean, how have these successful entrepreneurs that you studied for this book harnessed their underdog advantage? I do have silly analogies, John Lee, so sorry, but <laughs> I picture it like a trampoline, right? And everybody knows that analogy. How far you push down a trampoline is how far it bounces you back, right? But I think there's another uh, uh, step to it. Most of the world has stuff piled on top of them and it gets heavier, right? You, maybe you have a baby, then you get married and maybe you, you didn't get the job, the, the, the promotion you wanted or the, the company you started's not making you the money you thought and you don't have the money you need, you don't have the support you need or, or maybe you're doing okay, just no one believes in your idea and it's like pushing that trampoline down and down and down. But the problem is most people don't know how to trigger the mechanism for it to bounce back up. Right. So it's like the weight goes down and you stay at the bottom of the trampoline. And what I believe is so many of you listening just need a few little shifts to launch that trampoline. So as far as you went down, that's as high as you can go up. So what I've seen with all the entrepreneurs that I studied and looking back in my own life is they almost collect the the disadvantages that turn into fuel or turn into power, whatever word you want to use, your superpower. I don't, I don't mean to be, make a silly I, word like that, but I think it's impactful. But I think they collect them. So for me, uh, if I look at my own life, the chapters, some of these chapters are the superpowers that I've collected. Like in today's world, Tony and I took on, the, like we wanted to fix a broken education system. That seems so huge. So I love when I talk to people and go, oh, that's impossible. People have been trying to do it forever. For me, and I know that's simple. It's not what the whole chapter is about, but that has become absolute fuel to me. I love being told I can't. I love being underestimated. 
You know me, you've seen me a million times. I love wearing <laughs> t-shirts and sneakers and jeans in every meeting possible. And I love when people who dress way better than me underestimate me by my appearance. I love when I'm underestimated that I barely have a high school degree, no college degree, but barely a high school degree. I love when people go, oh, that's the farthest, that's as far as you went in school. Like. I've learned to turn all those things, not in, oh, I can't do it because I don't have the education. Oh, I can't do it because they said I can't. Now that becomes my fuel. I still keep like in my toolbox. How do I turn persuasion? How do I turn this desperation into persuasion? I love when people don't see me coming. I, there's a chapter called Underdog Self-Educate. That became a part of my life. Like when I need to know something, I want to I want to run a better podcast. JLD, I'm coming to you, Holla. right? I, I want to self-educate and bring the right people around me. So if I look at what George Washington and you know billionaires and generals and leaders and athletes have done, They've been able to shift a disadvantage into an advantage and then they take it like a shiny tool and they put it in their toolbox and it's ready to utilize and use as a resource so they could be massively resourceful at any time they want. Successful entrepreneurs, Fire Nation, collect their underdog advantages and use them like fuel. I mean, I love the images that Dean painted here of us running on me like, oh, is that an unfair, is that an underdog advantage that I have? Well, I'm going to start using that stuff like fuel in Fire Nation. You start using that stuff like fuel, the sky is the absolute limit. And Dean, I want to use the rest of the time that we have together today to talk about the underdog advantage. I mean, you are a New York Times bestselling author. I mean, your most recent book sold so many copies, changed so many lives. So obviously, there was a reason you decided to pick up the pen, put it to paper, and write another book, which everybody in the world who's ever tried to do this, myself included, who has a literal deadline due in spring of 2020 <laughs> with HarperCollins Leadership. Like, I know what that's like. It's just, it's, it's pressure. It's more stress. It's more anxiety. It's more work. But at the same time, that's where you thrive. So tell Fire Nation, number one, why did you decide to pick the pen up again and write another book? And tell us all about the book itself, why Fire Nation should be just taking advantage of this amazing offer you have and will keep on rocking. Yeah, yeah. So first off, my last book, Millionaire Success Habits, it did so good and so many people loved it. And, uh, you know, it, it passed 700,000 copies. It might be over that, uh, well wow. over that now. And I have to tell you, writing this next book was like, can I top it? Like, I, I don't want to go backwards. I, I live by the philosophy of not climbing, you're sliding. I don't want to write a book just as good. I want to write one better. And listen, I'd love to say, yeah, you know, it's just my passion. I sat down and wrote, it was brutal. I wrote this between the launch, we, the launches we did, starting a new company, got married, moved in a new house, moved in a new office, had a baby, got married in Italy, or having a baby, got married in Italy. You know, we went to Fiji, like the party, like all these things. And in between, I was writing the book. Um, but I wrote it because when I think back of being in my 20s, I thought I needed, if someone just gave me the tactical tool, I could have been rich. Like, just give me that. Is it real estate? Is it selling stuff online? Is it whatever? I just wanted the tool. And I realized that this phase, especially online, you see a million magical money machines do this and get rich overnight. Uh, I just realized that I wasn't smart enough to realize that it, I wish I realized it younger, that it was, it's always about going upstream. And it's always about the foundation, right? That's why I wrote Millionaire Success Habits. It wasn't about millionaire success tools or millionaire success overnight riches. It was like, build these habits if you want to be successful. And to me, the underdog advantage goes upstream even one more uh, notch. 
is like, okay, if I have the habits, but if I don't have faith in myself, if I think my dyslexia is going to hold me back, if I think my wife or my husband is going to hold me back, or I don't have the money to do it, to scale this company on, it's going to hold me back. If if that happens, if you feel you need resources, you don't have them, I don't care what habits you give, and it doesn't matter what you try to make money in, you'll dabble for the rest of your life. You'll be 100 years old, you'll look back and say, I tried 50 different things, nothing worked, damn it, no one helped me. I don't want that. So when I got this, when I named this book before I wrote it, it was under my skin. I'm like, I have to give people these tools, go upstream one more notch and anchor in this foundation where they can become bulletproof. Because listen, JLD, we know that you could give a, you could give someone that doesn't have the right beliefs, the right habits or the right, you know, uh, uh, core values, you can give them a great opportunity and it's not going to work. Truth. So that's why I wrote this book. And I also wrote it for myself when I was going, you know, when I was in high school, my guidance counselor said, Ooh, you're not going to college. Hmm. Uh, maybe you could work with your car dad on cars or get a job at the only factory in town that was minimum wage. There was no like read books, listen to, well, there's no podcast, but listen to mentors, go to courses, get in workshops, get in masterminds. Nobody talked about that. So I just, the way I look at it when I write, I'm writing this book for the world to unlock their, their hidden potential, their, their, you know, their unlock, allow them to reach their full potential. And when I do that and I, and I get that in my brain, man, there's nothing that can stop me from writing it and doing it the best I can. I get obsessive and now I'm going to be obsessive to get it in people's hands. Cause this is a, an easy read. It's a couple hundred pages. I write the way I talk. If you've never read one of my books, I write the way I talk. It's very communicative. At the end of each chapter, I give you a challenge because I don't want you to just have a good read. Like I love reading Malcolm Gladwell books. He's awesome. One of the best authors, I think amazing, but I don't do anything when I'm done writing, reading one of his books. I love it. And I want to read the next one, but I didn't shift anything in my life. So if you read Millionaire Success Habits, you know I like to disturb you. I like to share with you, show you a process, give you a framework, and then challenge you at the end to implement it in your life because it's the only way you can make a shift. So what you can expect out of this book is if you feel things are going good in your life, this is the book to give you the unfair advantage. I still use it every day. I'm not an underdog anymore, but I still feel I have that mindset. But if your back is against the wall or you feel like you don't have what you need to get ahead, I'd like to prove you wrong. And I'd love to show you how to find the resourcefulness to do what John Lee did, what I did, and so many other successful people and just make it happen. Dean is a master of irresistible offers, Fire Nation. And what is more irresistible than free? I don't know. So, <laughs> Dean, let's break down this offer. I mean, a Fire Nation, as I mentioned in the intro, heads over to eofire.com slash underdog. That's eofire.com slash underdog. They're going to get a pretty special video from you, plus uh, a pretty special offer as well. Let's hear more about it. I love to do this. So I bought the hard covers. They're in my warehouse. Um, and I asked people to cover the shipping and handling. That's how we got so many millionaire success habits books. Yeah, we, we were number one on Amazon in three different categories, sold lots of books through Amazon. And you can go to Amazon. It's there for 19 bucks. But at the page that, that John Lee just shared, you can get the book for free. The hardcover will ship it to you. I paid for the books. You cover the shipping and handling. Plus, we included some really cool bonuses. A um, couple things I did. One, I did a training on productivity. Today's world, we're so busy with our phones and life, we don't know how to find the time and 
the most successful people I know have a different way of finding time in their life. So I included a training on productivity and how to journal to make your life effective and more efficient. I did a I did a summary on each chapter on why each chapter. First time I ever did it. People always ask for it, so I went in the studio and recorded every time. Every time you know, get to a chapter on uh, you know why uh, underdogs turn desperation to persuasion. I share why I created it. I share the details. So I I did a walkthrough on each one of them. That's uh, pretty cool. We did an electronic version of the book, um, not just electronic, but really cool. We had a company created so the pages turn. It's all cool because I wanted people to be able to get the book. And while we mail it to them, they have instant access to the digital version. And plus, I'm doing a a special live training for everybody who buys the book. I'm doing that training. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make this irresistible offer to come out of the gate to get this book in everybody's hands. Because here's what I know. Same thing happened when Millionaire Success Habits. We had a great launch. And then word of mouth made it one of the best-selling books on the planet. That's why this week is so important. I'm doing ethical bribes (laughs) big time at that page. (laughs) A lot of those bonuses go away. So check out the offer. It's a really great, and it is an irresistible offer. But here's the cool part. If it was an irresistible offer and an okay book, eh, it's not really an irresistible offer. It's just a lot of stuff cheap. This is really powerful information. I believe it's the best book I've ever written. And and I think it's really going to make an impact on your life. So I'd encourage you, go get it. And uh, I'd love for you to hit me up on, on Instagram or I, I check a lot of my DMs. So hit me up and let me know what you think of the book after you read it. Fire Nation, this irresistible offer is definitely one you're going to want to go check out, take advantage of because it is a time limited offer through eofire.com slash underdog. And Dean, just some final words of advice for Fire Nation. With everything we've talked about today, what's one thing you want to really make sure we walk away with? Just know there's another level for all of us. I really believe, and maybe it's because I'm 51 and I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years now, I just always thought there was a cap to the potential and not just the money you can earn, but the happiness you can have, the abundance you can have, the the feeling of peace and freedom, the joy. I always thought there was a limit. I have to be honest. I thought I reached it and maybe this was all there was. There's always another level. It's like when you break through these barriers, when you change the story, when you get new capabilities, when you learn how to do your turn, whatever disadvantage you have into your advantages. I just, I just want to tell you, from an entrepreneur who's been there in, in the game for 30 years, playing hard for 30 years, there's another level and we deserve and we, we deserve it and we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our family and friends to keep pushing and find that next level. I'm not speaking from experience because I don't have any kids yet, but I've heard it from enough parents who said, John, when I literally had my first child and then my second one was coming, I literally didn't think I had enough love inside of me to even give a piece of that to the second child. And then when that happens, your heart just cracks open and it's like you just have two, three, four, five X. And it's just like absolutely overwhelming. And Foundation, that's you with your life as well. So listen to those words that Dean said. Head over to eofire.com slash underdog to get that free plus shipping offer plus all the other irresistible live trainings and offers that Dean has there for you because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with DG and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And Dean, I want to say thank you, brother, for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Appreciate you. 
Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Dean. And hey, let's not mess around with any weird calls to action today because there's just one thing you need to do, Fire Nation, eofire.com slash underdog. Get over there, get this book in your hands, make it real, free plus shipping, all those other irresistible offers, time limited. I will see you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Growing businesses need qualified candidates, and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find. Lucky for us, Zip Recruiter makes it simple, fast, and smart. And right now, you can try Zip Recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com/fire. That's ziprecruiter.com/fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels supports you from day one through day 30 to help you get your funnel live in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel.